Hi, and welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Dua Lipa at Your Service. Every week for the next few months, I'll be sitting down with some of the world's most creative and talented minds to give you some insights into what inspires and motivates them. And hopefully, we can take some of their learnings with us and apply them to our own lives. Today's guest is the K-pop superstar CL, who released her debut solo album Alpha in 2021. CL is a rapper, singer, songwriter, actor, style icon, and dancer who has collaborated with some of the biggest names in music and film, from Diplo and Skrillex to the Black Eyed Peas and even John Malkovich. Alpha, which CL released last October under her own self-managed Very Cherry label, marked her return to the global stage, blending genres like hip-hop, rap, K-pop, electronic, and R&B into one incredibly cohesive body of work. So, as you guys know, I've been recording a lot of these interviews on the road or with guests in different countries looking at each other over Zoom. But CL and I both happened to be in London at the same time. She was over for a show and I was in the studio writing. So she came to visit and we recorded this in the drum booth and it was very cozy. And after that, I just kind of went back to writing. I carried on my studio session. It was kind of, it was perfect. It was my ideal day where I got to merge two things that I really love. Anyway, back to the interview. I spoke to CL about her musical roots and what it took to make and release Alpha after all this time. The birth of her alter egos and much, much more, including her must-try South Korean delicacies and Seoul hotspots. So here we go, at your service with another very special guest, CL. Hi, CL. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Icebreaker, welcome to London. <laughs> I'm happy to be back. I haven't been back in a while. Yeah? Yes. What are you up to here? I came here for you. Yeah. <laughs> and to do a little pop-up mini show in London. And it's my first time performing here. So I'm super excited. That's amazing. And for all our listeners... We did record this earlier, and so the show has happened. So I, you might be a little upset that CL's show, you might have missed it, but she'll be back. Yes. I have a feeling, I have a feeling she'll be back. Definitely. So I really want to hear about your album, Alpha. Yes. And it's yeah. it's eight years now mm. since your first solo release. Yes, right? it is. It is. So like, why did you wait as long as you did? It took me a while because I come from a group called 21, mm-hmm. a K-pop system. And, you know, the label there and the system there is very, very different from, I don't know, labels out here. Right. And it's almost like Disney, if people know how that system works. Right. But so it's very developed yeah. from a young age. Yes. So mm-hmm. I started, I met everyone there when I was 13. So that's when I started. Wow. You know, you learn how to dance and la- different language. It's like school almost, right? Okay. And most people in where I come from, the label I come from, like they were there for like eight years since they were like 10. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I took a little bit of a short course. It was <laughs> taking me like two years. I did my first stage with the label crew mm-hmm. and my first album with 21. And then my solo stuff was in between like 21 projects. Right. That's when I started. So that's why it overlaps. But I didn't really get a chance to 
put music out properly because that was not up to me. Right. And that's why I went independent this time. Well, I think it's really amazing. And, and, you know, the whole idea of kind of breaking away from something that you knew so well. Yeah. That you had just grown into an artist during this whole period. But you also realized how important it was for you to be your own person, your own artist. Yeah. Yes, these are like amazing skills that you had gained, but becoming independent, you like got your strength back. Right. And I also feel like in this industry, as women, we have this unspoken pressure to constantly be at the forefront. Yeah. You know, be in people's faces and, you know, new music all the time. And Mm -hmm. so it is actually really amazing that you also gave yourself the time to really, you know, not put yourself under this intense pressure and just give yourself the time to really make the album that you really wanted yeah what do you feel like you learned about yourself during this time well the reason I wanted to make sure I start my first project independently Mm. was especially coming from a girl group you think that's everything I didn't think of it as a system until I came to LA in the states and you know got to learn more about Right. That different perspective of how you could look at this project and how you make music or be creative. Because I was in like one type of system. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wanted to give other K-pop artists, like show them that we can do this possible. separately. That is possible, yes. And if we look at it in a good way, I took all the time, but... Yeah, it's like finally for me. Yeah. yeah. That feeling of that that whole kind of like finally it's happening yeah. <laughs> is is the best feeling, but it must have been so important also for your mental health, I guess, to take this time and yes. like take a breather and understand who you are mm-hmm. on your own as well because yeah. so much of who you are was also on the basis of being in this mm-hmm. incredible girl group. Yeah. How do you feel like that impacted your just like your mental health and finding out who you are? I've been through a lot of ups and downs, yeah. you know, finding that balance. But the great thing is I got to tell my story from the beginning mm-hmm. of the first album. Where I feel like if you're in that system, it's a collaboration. Of course, you're not going to talk about what you don't believe in. But it's also very made. So just the fact that I got to start with that and really tell my story from the beginning feels amazing. Because those are my friends. I consider of and who course. I grew up with. Yeah, of course. So to break out of that and like go independent, mm-hmm. I was like scared to yeah. do that. But, you know, we all start somewhere and I wanted mm-hmm. to grow and make sure I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget how daunting it is to go into like a new experience. I mean, right. I feel like my whole life I've been going through new experiences. I've been the new girl a lot in different schools. I mm. moved from London to Kosovo and Kosovo and back and I feel like a lot of that followed me even when you go into the studio yes and you're trying to like make yourself feel seen and heard and you're like okay I'm like this young girl and I want to go out and I I want people to know that I do this all myself that this is my project that this Mm -hmm. is something that I'm passionate about Mm -hmm. and you want to be taken seriously as well yeah and I think that's something that we all face maybe more so than our male counterparts (laughs) maybe definitely and we started young yeah. That's another story. That's another too. story. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. We're very used to that. But that's why I also started performing. I consider myself a performer mm-hmm. and I started with dancing. Well, you're damn good at it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been traveling. I grew up in different countries 
And, you know, you change language, you change school. Mm. But music and dance was, was the only thing that, that… Consistent. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I'd like some of our listeners to um, hear some of your record now. Yes. And I know this is really hard. But do you think you could pick a highlight from the album for us? <laughs> you can't do that to me. I know, I know. You I'm like know on the other side. I'm on the other that. side of the interview. But I feel like it's, you know, it's such a big like turning point for you in your career. And I know all the songs mean so much because right. when it's your baby, you want to play right. it out. Like I totally understand right. that. And I respect and I'm sure all the fans and listeners understand that your favorite song or your highlight is going to change yes, over time. But is there one that like you feel is like the highlight for you right now? Something that really feels like you identify with the most at this moment? Mm, okay. I'll choose Paradise. Oh, all right. Paradise. Well, we shall play Paradise. Just another day in paradise. She ain't go through the lot of ice. She can mean the king paradise. Not even go she paradise. Could you throw her to a paradise? May, may not a paradise. She ain't go through the lot of ice. So, yes. love paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Alpha synthesizes so many different genres. You've got pop, K-pop, rap, R&B, hip-hop, electronic, and so much more. And, you know, I also feel like a big part of that is the duality that you have between Korea and then, like, the U.S. Mm. and that kind yeah. of feeling of... Um, being so multicultural. Mm. But what was something that really inspired you? What was like the influence behind the the sound and this this mm. mix? This, I mean, for now, never say never. There are different genres. <laughs> but, you know, what the sounds that CL can express. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a story. But like you said, there's K-pop. And there are new sounds I tried. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to put that in one album. So this is like the beginning of it. When I was making my first album, I guess I had so many genres and so many things that I was inspired by mm. and that I loved that I just felt like I just needed to try everything yeah. to really figure out, you know, mm. what was the thing that I loved the most. And in the end, I realized that all these little parts make up who I am. Yes. yes. And I think we need to celebrate the different parts of who we are mm. because it also makes us really unique. Yes. You know, and I think yes. that's that's amazing in music, but also in everyday life I agree you know celebrate the little parts Preach. of our personality yes we'll be right back after this short break alright so I know our um, listeners can't see you you right now but you're looking fabulous you too we're all we're <laughs> wearing you. all black we're in all black it's very chic in here you're such a fashion icon uh you can't say you are yes what? i can i can i can are we saying look this to i each can other appreciate i can gonna... appreciate a woman who loves her fashion we love you kill it we love i'm so interested to hear about your image and transition from like a member of a k-pop group into a solo artist and mm. if you feel like that has like changed obviously we spoke about 
you know, K-pop and that being a system. And I guess knowing that at times it can be very hyper strict and regimented and now you're independent and you get to be this like free spirit. And, you right. you know, I, I feel like your fashion has always been something very consistent. But I, I'm always wondering, like, has that evolved on the basis of you moving from being a K-pop artist in the system to mm. like being your own person independently as an artist and how you express yourself for me i think that's the one thing that we had the freedom back then i've always loved dressing up you know when you're younger it's not really fashion it's like you're playing dress up right and i love doing that but back then everyone had like matching clothes on stage k-pop girl Mm -hmm. groups and that has its beauty But we were the first one who would wear combat boots or like sneakers on stage. And, you know, I've always been a tomboy. So definitely had that in there. And we would go shopping in Japan and had a lot of uh, punk influence. So like our music, 21, it was very loud. And Jeremy Scott had a lot to do with that. Being like colorful and sporty. Mm -hmm. But you know, still an outfit. Yeah. And I think me, like as a solo artist, it's more I've aged from then. So I think, you know, it, it evolves. You grow with and me. you evolve yeah, with your style. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, it's a mix of yeah. both worlds. Like I love mixing vintage or, yeah. I don't know, street and like high fashion. High Just fashion, mixing, yeah. like you said, celebrating different types. Different types of things. Yes. Yeah, I resonate with that on a very personal level myself because mm-hmm. I love the kind of mixing of two different styles and the mixing of genres. And yeah. I can't help but like wonder, like maybe is it something to do with having this kind of like dual identity mm. or feeling like you're, you yeah. know, multicultural and I don't know. Like maybe I, that's got to do something with it that you're definitely. so, you're yeah. attached to the juxtaposition. And I think yeah. that's so, yeah. so beautiful. Yes. And that's what makes you special. Our fashion like yeah. special. Yeah. It makes it really unique. Yeah. I guess just in this industry, our industry is so intense and quite mm-hmm. cutthroat. Have you ever felt like there have been beauty standards that mm. have been like pushed on you that you wanted to like... <laughs> get away from or change the perspective or talk about it so many definitely and i've i think that was my role in the k-pop industry too Mm. where like i said fashion wise sneakers on stage was a thing like which shouldn't be because you're just expressing yourself in the music but that too and you know i'm a curvy person like for being an asian girl and that was something i had to push and also like I have this eyeliner I put on every day. And it started from, you know, when I first made our debut. Mm -hmm. It was a thing to have big eyes with double eyelid. I know that might sound crazy to you. Okay. (laughs) Or foreign to you. But it's it was almost like trendy to have big and double eyelid. So I've heard about that. This is like a double eyelid surgery or something. Yes. They, it, that was like a big trend back then. Okay. But that's not natural. No. to a natural Asian eye. That's kind of something exactly. that would it's turn the, uh, it to a more Caucasian yes, exactly. looking eye. Yeah. It's better now. And, you know, we celebrate it, appreciate it now. Yeah. But to back celebrate then, the beauty and, and yeah. you know, to... Yeah. I think it's, it's incredibly important and so important for the younger fans yes. and... You know, people that look up to you to just like kind of stick by your natural beauty. You're yeah. so gorgeous. 
And it's always nice to have people looking up to you to just be like, you didn't want to. Yeah, that was that was a big part of it. And, you know, I ended up not doing it. But all the feedback when you're young, this is how it developed into that. Yeah. Like without getting plastic surgery, which I support if you choose to. Yeah, if you choose to do if it, it's entirely to. Yeah, up exactly. to the... But it's, if it's not something you want to do and yeah. it's not your choice, then, you know. Did you feel pressured to do something it like that? It had, because that's how it was. Not pushed, pushed into it, but that was recommended and I said no. And also, like, the feedback I got when I first made the debut from the crowd, too. Mm-hmm. Because they're so used to a standard of beauty mm-hmm. there and I didn't fit into that. It was like, for me at a young age, I was like, oh my god, what do I do? What do you do, right? And that's when I started, like, putting, like, kind of <laughs> studying my face mm. and then studying my makeup and, you know, to, like, balance that out, which became, like, my thing now. Yeah. Well, first of all, I love the way that you do your makeup. You look thank, absolutely thank you. gorgeous. But I think a big part about people, you know, looking up to you is also representation, is having somebody to be able to look up to you and be like, oh, she looks like me and it's beautiful that she hasn't wanted to alter it and change her natural beautiful features. Mm -hmm. And that's so inspiring, especially in this industry where I feel like as women, we're always made to try and change ourselves to look like someone else. And I think it's just, it's amazing that you just stuck to your gut. Thank you. And I keep saying this as women, but I just, you know, we're always on this journey of loving ourselves Mm -hmm. because for so long all we see is like what's on TV or what's in the media or what we should look like and Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing to start to realize all the beautiful things about you yeah anyway we can move on to talking more about (laughs) album stuff yeah on Alpha you're introducing some new characters yes and you've got Miss Cherry oh (laughs) <laughs> and you know Alpha has Cherry. Okay, yes. Yes. And Alpha is like superhero version of CL. Yes. Like why was it important for you to be able to do that and introduce these characters and what did those characters let you express? For me, CL is a character I made because mm-hmm. my name is Chaylin. Yeah. And CL is a character I made for when I'm on stage and when I'm performing and just imagine. You know, and that's how, in a way, I feel like I faced my fears. Mm -hmm. And I tell my fans, like, I believe that everyone has a CL in them or alpha in them. And you just need to face it and embrace it and bring it out. I have a CL in me. I have a CL. (laughs) And, you know, it's like for a long time, I separated those two Mm because I keep my private life private yeah and with like my friends and family I like to keep that separate Mm -hmm. and CL is a stage presence right so I kept that separate for a long time and kept developing it Mm -hmm. and now it's actually been like the same year I think like as CL and Chaylin that I lived and now there's Alpha I love it yeah it was almost like finding balance also embracing your personal life Mm -hmm. because I didn't really get to spend time with me yeah for a long time so when i got to do that making this album i found that balance i love that for me at least or how i feel about music a lot of the time is uh that when you say something enough to yourself Mm. or you're singing it or you put it in a song you almost manifest that energy yes Yes. so a lot of the time when people like ask me about certain lyrics and my songs or whatever like oh you said this and Mm. I always respond to it as like oh this is like my false sense of confidence right Mm. i've put this in a song 
in order to make myself feel better yeah. or make myself feel stronger than maybe than I was already feeling at that yes. point. Yeah. So I really felt that with you and both with Miss Cherry and Alpha yeah. and them being like two sides of you yeah. as well. Like yeah. the other facets and dimensions of who you are, mm -hmm. which I think is really beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, again, like manifesting that strength, I know. Um, and I'm really sorry to hear this, but that your mum passed away in yeah. the middle of um, your rollout for this album. Mm. And I was wondering, you know, did the word alpha like represent something even more for you then? Did it help you get through some yes. difficult times? Definitely. And, you know, it's I made a song and a video for her because everything passes so quickly for me and mm. you, you know, our mm -hmm. lifestyle. And... I wanted to make sure I take the moment and just remember and give like the time. So, yeah. yeah. But it was, you know, it's never easy. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. I'm sorry you went through that. It must be, I can't imagine what that must have been like. Yeah, but you're incredibly strong. And so it's, it's amazing to be able to put that into your yeah. music and your passion and your art. Um. What is some advice that you feel like you would want to give to trainees in the K-pop world that are embarking in this journey? You know, you've got so much knowledge, so much experience. You've been through so much. Mm. Especially to fellow K-pop artists and female K-pop artists. For me, this project was very meaningful and so... A lot of artists celebrated this with me, which meant a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I feel like I gave them something that they could be like, okay, after this, like yeah. younger K-pop yeah. generation, like I could do that too by myself. Or if they want to, or I could just continue this after being in a girl group. Yeah, It's different for everyone, but I just want them to know there's a whole world yeah, and that they are beautiful mm -hmm. and strong enough mm -hmm. always to do whatever they want to do. I think that goes for all people around the world, yes. you know, yes. the strength and, and the confidence to have that to really push you to be the person that you want to be. Yeah. We're going to take another quick break. And while we're away, why don't you take a moment to go to service95.com and subscribe to our Service95 newsletter. A new issue of Service 95 will hit your inbox every Thursday and I don't think you'll want to miss a second of what we've been working on. So subscribe now at service95.com. We'll be right back after this short break. Okay, so we've, uh, we've touched on this a little bit and I know that you say that you're a performer. Yes. And... You're so well known for your live performances. Oh. Both televised <laughs> and in concert. Don't sound surprised. Don't sound surprised. So take me through what it takes for you to get from like point A to point Z with a performance. Like how long does it take to conceptualize it all the way to getting on stage? Damn, it depends. But I love to rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Yeah. Because I want to feel free on stage. Mm -hmm. And I love being on stage, especially live shows, and connect with people. Yeah, it comes from restless nights. And, restless nights and, and figuring yeah, it out. And, figuring it out. And it starts from how 
I imagine it. Yeah. And I love, I started from dancing. So I love having dancers on stage yeah. and dancing together. And yeah, how to express that song. But Do you envision it like while you're writing a song? Yes. Sometimes it comes after mm-hmm. the song too. Like I create this character or persona mm-hmm. and then it builds onto that. Because we have a message to start with, yeah. right? So that's, yeah. And it kind of builds goes, around it. Yeah. The rehearsing thing is something I would love to like touch on and how we feel like we need to Mm. rehearse so much in order to be really good on stage and feel confident in everything that we do. And that was a big part for me going into my second album. Mm. I was dealing with so much drama online that I had to get off Twitter and social media. Because there was just like a moment where I felt like I was working nonstop. Mm. I didn't have the time to rehearse. I was Mm. doing performances. But because I would go on without really feeling 100% rehearsed, then I didn't really feel good about the performances. Then people would pick on my performances and they'd be like, oh, she doesn't have stage presence or she can't do this or whatever. And that really had a massive mental impact Mm. on me. Yeah, And it was really important for me when I finished my second album. I was like, right, no matter what happens, Mm. as long as I have enough rehearsal time I can do anything Mm. I just need time to rehearse 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 and I think I can see that the hours that you put into your performances into the way that you dance the way that you move that is confidence just by way of knowing that you can do it in your sleep yes and that takes time that takes time takes time I could see it too when I see you perform you put a lot of like even like wardrobe I could see I know you adjust for your performance and how you move. I could see that. I could tell. Yeah. Um, I would love to talk about your movie career. <laughs> I don't... It's very short. Well, not much. Look, look, look. I, I, well, first of all, you know, you, you acted alongside Mark Wahlberg and John Malkovich yeah. in Mile 22. Did you have fun yeah. doing that? I had so much fun. Yeah. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Really? No, because... <laughs> I got invited through Pete Berg, the director, and, you know, we were talking about doing my documentary and he was working on his movie. That's mm-hmm. how I got invited. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure this is going to be my first? I did like cameos for Korean movies, yeah. but that was playing myself. Right. This is, you know. A completely different a character. A completely different character. And, you know, I was honored to be invited and I'm such a big fan of John Malkovich. I heard that he's somewhat of a mentor he to is. you. He is. And he's got a little part in your album on Spicy. Yes. That's my only I feature. I saw that. That's very cool. On my album. What a cool feature to have on your album. <laughs> like, is there any advice that he's given you or, mm. you know, do you ever advise him on projects? <laughs> <laughs> he was never giving me advice, but his story, because he comes from theater right. and him moving on to cinema, like film, back then, I think was a big deal. Right. And it was controversial and, you know, coming especially from his, like, big theater group in Chicago, all those things, like, all those stories, and how he felt. and Transitioning. Transitioning. Into, yeah. And that was exactly the time I was getting yeah. out of the label, transitioning, too. Yeah. So... Like all the stories he told me, I just with yeah, them, right? I just connected to it, and I was like, yes, that's exactly how I felt. And he was the one who told me just soak it in. If you're sad, 
whatever you feel, mm-hmm. if you're passionate and you want to move on, if you're ambitious, if you're grieving or, you know, that sad that you have to leave the group, just feel it. Feel it. Now. Because yeah. it's going to be harder to take care of that emotion later. Mm-hmm. And I took that advice and make sure I took my time until I felt good to yeah. move on and yeah, make that album and just, he was there throughout the process and I was in LA and you know I don't have my family there Mm -hmm. so he invited me to his house like and I know his family now and that really charged my soul so I'm very grateful for him. You know that piece of advice there's something really to be said about that about feeling emotions Mm -hmm. as and when they come Mm -hmm. and you know understanding that everything is a gift. It's so easy to kind of run away from any trauma by making ourselves even busier. I know mm-hmm. that's how I get away from anything painful in my life. I'm I, just like, I'm, okay, well, I'm just going to go to work and I'm just going to do this and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> and yeah. I'm also learning every day that sometimes sitting in these feelings and emotions and going through the process is so much more beneficial because feelings do catch up with you and probably yes. at a point when you don't want to deal with it. Exactly. It bottles up. And, yeah. you know, also I feel like the lesson mm. repeats if I don't deal with it If you don't deal now. with it then and there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've learned that lesson. Mm-hmm. It's important to like check on you. Check on you. I love that. Would you like to do more movie stuff? Have yes. you thought about it? It was fun. And <laughs> that was a small part. But I had fun. Yeah, I would love yeah. to. If I get a chance to, I would love to do that. Do you feel like there are similarities between making a movie, acting, and doing a music video. Because mm. I, I just recently did something and I kept, you know, people kept being like, surely it's not that different from doing a music video and doing this, but it's, it's vastly it's different. very different. So I was just wondering if your experience was the same and how... It was different. Yeah. And first of all, what do I know about being an agent, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Secret agent. Yeah, and you know, I've, all my life, I, that's CL, who I'm presenting mm-hmm. on stage and in the video that took me that long to be to do that (laughs) to do that yeah in front of the camera but to connect to a character like that you know and you need to learn about it and expressing it like you know it and you lived it yeah it's it's a whole different thing so please be generous if (laughs) but that's why it's like i respect i have so much respect for that yeah you know yeah diving into new characters and roles is completely different because for so much of it yeah you especially in music we're developing who we are another extension of ourselves and (laughs) then diving into your story as this character this spy this you know whatever it is is really interesting but again rehearsal learning yes focusing on that thing you're a perfectionist from what I can tell in this in this conversation and I think that's also a very strong and powerful thing you know Just needed to channel the inner agent in me. (laughs) Inner spy. I love it. Okay. So this is my favorite part now. What is it? My favorite part is your list. Oh, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And I feel like the best way for me to experience a place when I go, when I visit, when I'm traveling Mm -hmm. is based around food, based around going to a bar, going somewhere fun, seeing something new. And... um, I'm going to Seoul soon. So I would I'm gonna be love there. to yeah. hear about, you know, your top mm. five 
Okay. Maybe that's too many. I don't know. Top five Seoul restaurants or like street food or mm. something that you want to like take us somewhere fun. Yeah. It's I hard. I need to experience I mean, Seoul yes, by a local. Def- like I need, I need, I need the lowdown. Okay. And so do the listeners. Okay. And okay. we're going to feature this list on our newsletter as well so it'll be like wow so much pressure no no pressure no pressure (laughs) this should be fun this should be fun this should be fun okay my list well we need to try the korean barbecue i love this place called born and bread okay it's in the middle of what do you call that like meat market okay yeah yeah it's hidden Amazing. So this is could, what we want. We want yeah, the it's hidden, hidden hotspots. <laughs> it's hidden. You go to the second floor where you could buy the meat and they cook you there, you know, wow. in person. I Almost love like that. omakase. Perfect. But with Korean barbecue. Second one would be have you heard of tteokbokki? So it's spicy rice cake. Oh, yes. And I think you tried like it? I- Maybe I have. I'm not Maybe sure. Maybe you heard of But is it the rice cake? They're like long and thin? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have had them. Do you do spicy? Can you- I'm a big spicy fan. Oh, amazing. Okay. I can I can take the heat. Let's go. Oh. I can take the heat. Okay. Um, so <laughs> this is street food. But there's one in... Do I just say it? It's in Korean. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's like really like street, street, local food. But I think you'll yeah. like it. It's very spicy. They have dumplings, like empty dumplings. Okay. Fried. So they're just the dumpling uh, wrap. Yeah, but with a little bit of those noodles in there. Okay. But it's basically just nothing. Just like there. a fried dumpling. Yeah. But you okay. dip it in. Oh, and like the, the hot thing. sauce yeah. or something? Yeah. And then you eat it. Okay. And then there's the corn dogs with. I heard you talking about this in an interview. I need to know about this corn dog situation. I need to know about this corn dog yeah, situation. They love upgrading corn dogs in Korea. But you can have them sweet. Yeah, that's they what have, he was saying. You can. They put uh, sugar on, on top, top of it, so it's like salty and sugar. Okay. And they love that, or they have like potatoes around it, or like cheese, or do you know those like uh, fish eggs that the red ones? Do you, I yeah, don't know yeah, it yeah. In like uh, like row. Yes, yes, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they put that in there. Yeah. So they like love to play around. With oh, that. fun! <laughs> See, I'm but super adventurous with like flavors and trying out new ama- things. Yeah, so I have a great spot. What's there. the spot? Is it the um, same? No, no, that's a different one. But I'll get the name okay. for the newsletter. Okay, get you us the name for the newsletter. In the newsletter. That sounds in perfect. The newsletter. Um, what's the third one? Oh, oysters are. Big in Korea. So there's a good place called Dozen Oysters. Okay. They just have the great oysters. Best. I'm yeah. a big oyster fan. Can you just rock up to any like food store? Like people oh. don't lose their shit. Or do you have to go completely like here incognito? And there, here and there. Hat, but, you know. Mask. Yeah. Scarf. Glasses. <laughs> but I learned to be free. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, oysters are good. And a really good home Italian food. Oh. Called Duomo. I love the chef there and it's just home Italian. Is that a place that you always go when you're like home and you're feeling like you want to go out and have a nice Italian? Yes. It's super casual, but it's just like family. Just good. Yeah. Okay. Good wine, good food. And finally, before I let you go, I just wanted to touch on this because you switch between English and Korean. 
on Alpha, which is yes. so cool. Thank you. Um, can you give us your top three useful Korean phrases mm. that we need to know when we visit? Well, I know the first one immediately because, you know, if we want to have a glass of wine, <laughs> yeah. the cheers, you oh, know. Yes. Yeah. You say, Jan. Jan. Yeah. I love it. Super simple. So simple. What else? Is there anything you want to know? Thank you is always really important. Right. There's two ways to do it. Okay. You know, in Korean, there's the more respectful one and the <laughs> casual one. And the casual one. Yeah. Okay. And there's 감사합니다. 감사합니다. Is that the like… more… Like grammatical? Yeah. One. Okay. And 고마워. 고마워? Mm-hmm. That's more like casual the casual friend, one yeah. to your friends. Yeah. Okay, so 감사합니다 mm-hmm. and 고마워. Yeah. Cool. Oh. All right. Those are three. I mean, is it three or two? Three. Three. <laughs> well, it's two thank yous. Two thank yous. Two thank yous, two thank yous we're and a very, cheers. We, we are very grateful and appreciative. Yeah, two thank yous and a cheers. It's all you need with a glass of wine. <laughs> Definitely. Um, oh, maybe if you're like calling somebody, mm-hmm. you say, Chogyo. Chogyo. Mm-hmm. Like it's like an excuse me or like you're yes, trying to catch someone's me. attention. Yeah. Chogyo. Yeah. Chogyo and babe is Chagia. So it's really close. Okay. Chogyo <laughs> and Chagia. <laughs> well, we got more than we bargained for. We got more than we bargained love, for. Thank I you love. so much, CL. This has been an absolute pleasure having you on Thank At so Your much. Service. I've loved listening to you talk about just your incredible experience, your music, your passions, you know, who you are as a person, getting to know you more deeply. And it's just been amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me and congratulations (laughs) on this podcast. And yeah, I loved spending time with you. Thank Thank you. you so much. You're the best. Thank you so much to the incredible CL for her honesty and authenticity in our time together. And thanks so much to all of you for listening. I wanted to briefly tell you all about this week's issue of Service 95, one that's really close to my heart, and that is also our first single story newsletter. It's written by the activist and my dear friend Ahmed Khan on his ongoing Afghan rescue missions and the crisis in the country. It's a heartbreaking but deeply urgent read, so please make sure to subscribe to the Service 95 newsletter at www.service95.com. I hope this piece inspires you to take action, and if it does, then please let us know in the Instagram comments, because of course we would love to know how you are of service as well. Last week, you'll recall, I asked for some book suggestions to help me pass the time as I move from city to city on the US leg of my Future Nostalgia tour. And you lot certainly didn't disappoint. Here are a few of the suggestions I'll absolutely be taking you up on. Hi, Dua. This is Valeria from Colombia. My book recommendation is Women Who Runs With The Wolves by Clarissa Pincola. It currently has me so caught up and it's about reconnecting and embracing that inner power, fierceness and creativity we all have as women. Also, I really want to thank you and all the Service 95 team for the amazing job you guys are doing. I get so excited every time I see a post or an entry on my feed. The content is just so fresh and I'm following tons of recommendations already. Have a good day and can't wait for your show in Bogota. Dua, this is Patrick calling from Brooklyn. I'm so excited to come to your concert on Monday in Long Island. 
Um, I just got done listening to her episode with Lisa Tadeo, and I was blown away by her rec- book recommendations. I obsessed with Natalia Ginsburg and Elena Ferrante, and I loved Fever Dream. Um, so two books I want to add to your list that I think relate to those. Um, the Copenhagen Trilogy by Tova Ditlitsen and Manual for Cleaning Women that came out a few years ago or was republished as short stories that were written decades ago. I absolutely love your podcast and I love how you've changed the way that your fans can interact with a pop star. It's so great to hear about the books that you read and the restaurants you love and the people that inspire you. Thanks so much. See you on Monday. Hey, Dua. It's Lotte from Amsterdam. I just finished listening to your latest episode with Lisa and it was so inspiring. I was listening to it on my walk and it was just so good. I didn't even realize I've been walking for the past hour so... Yeah, it was really good. And I can't wait for the new episode. And you also asked for a book recommendation. And my current favorite book is Verity by Colleen Hoover. It's a little dark, but it's so good. I finished it within a day and I think you will love it. I can't wait to see you very soon on tour in Europe. It's been way too long. Sending you lots of love. These all sound so great. Thank you so much. Speaking of submissions, CL was so kind to share her top South Korean delicacies and restaurants with me. But I want to know from you, if I'm coming to your area on tour this year, what do I absolutely need to try that's special and singular to your city? What is something that I just can't leave town without? Please email me your own submissions and Instagram usernames to podcast at service95.com and we might feature a few pics on our social media in the weeks ahead. Or why not send us a voice note with your questions or thoughts about something you've heard on the podcast that's got you thinking. I love listening to them and we'll play a few on the next episode. In the meantime, thank you again so much for tuning in and see you next week with yet another very, very special guest, my friend and the editor-in-chief of British Vogue, Edward Eninfall. Thanks so much and I'll see you soon. Mwah.